Darcy. And I'm Dion. Welcome to the In Life Podcast. Where we try to figure out life together. Are we live? Oh, for the listeners. It's been a while. <laughs> I don't have a job anymore. <laughs> I think all of the listeners are my friends and all of my friends know. Unless it's like some random person. So if you're a random person who enjoy Dion and Roshni's ramblings, which I hope that's actually the audience now, I have quit my job and my last day at work was yesterday. So today was the first free day, but I was really scheming to do an Irish goodbye. And so everybody was like, not really everybody, but a few of people were like, so should we organize a thing? And I was like, no, definitely please don't. Everybody who needs to know knows. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then at 2 p.m., I get a meeting on my calendar on my last day that says project questions. Okay. <laughs> yeah? Please. Like, you have some project questions? <laughs> and then, like, a few people joined. And it was nice. It's a good sentiment. They sent me a kudo board. You know those? Yeah, yeah. That was nice. I got some kind, uh, kind messages, long passages feels good dude i deleted the the gmail account i unlinked it on my phone deleted the slack workspace my laptop is all like packed up over there cash i would say that leaving during this time made it a lot easier for me like repeatedly people asked me like how do you feel and i was like a hundred percent great like i really feel good because it doesn't feel like i'm leaving anything behind you know it feels like i'm moving to the next step but I think that's largely because I'm not leaving behind the free lunch I'm not leaving behind like hanging out with Dion on the roof or whatever like I'm not leaving behind any of that because I left that behind right February 12th 2020 or whatever <laughs> yeah exactly you for for you it will be a little different I mean I'm sure we I want to talk about today yeah like yeah <laughs> you woke up and how you felt but um especially if you're going to another job you forget like I my first couple weeks I like you don't even realize you're at a new job you're just like oh, oh it, I'm it was like a new, new zoom oh yeah God. I'm meeting like this new internal team and I'm gonna be working with them a little bit more and that's because it. it doesn't feel like any environmental markers are different it's just like yeah. I'm still at home and just I'm in a sitting zoom, at the like, same desk yeah with the same setup so true one thing though that I was considering okay we gotta talk about how my day was today Mm -hmm. but one thing I was considering when I was working on this API technical challenge was I super enjoy these types of things like I very much enjoy solving these problems Mm -hmm. and so when I spite tech or I spite like not having an impacted tech it is very clearly balanced and contrasted by me enjoying like some of the work that it entails especially like in the first few years it was like this is fun like it is just genuinely fun to do this work and I will love to just sit here and do this and so when I was doing this challenge I was like this is really fun like I am very much enjoying this and I am not thinking at all about the industry or like what impact it's having I just like how do I write this API call and what does it look like on the dashboard and did I write it correctly and Mm -hmm. all these things or like lead through the docs and figure out it was so, so fun. And so I think 
that makes me think two things either one like I got to find some sort of tech social impact kind of org so I can do some of this work or try just not doing it for a while and see how that feels like maybe like my experience with the social impact work I've done in the past is like very much consulting kind of like gathering information from all of the users and creating a recommendation off of it based on like strategy it's not really like and solve this technical thing right. and do this excel thing so yeah i'm trying to balance those two things i guess i like super downplayed my enjoyment of these technical skill sets that i have yeah. but it is so fun like i had a lot of fun doing it um and I don't know what it looks like. I mean, I do know kind of like what it looks like to do that in the social impact space, but it feels like not exactly what I was looking for next. Like I was actually thinking way more like grassroots, like way more nonprofit oriented and not so much like profit and techie kind of role. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how that pans out. Yeah, I do think though the longevity of my interest comes from the impact that I'm creating. But in like short term, it's like, oh, I solved the problem. And then you're like, oh, it's the same job. <laughs> like it's right. the same exact thing. Like, even though this time it was fun, like the decay yeah. was way higher. Um, anyways, we'll see how that goes. So today, I woke up earlier than I've ever woken up in like all of quarantine, which was like 6:50. Naturally. Oh. Naturally. <laughs> How is that going on? How did that happen? Yeah. I wake up. My sister and I went on this long hike this morning. Um, it was amazing. Incredible. Sunny, feeling so good. Was I did not think about anything. Email, zero. Slack, nothing to check. Who's Slack? Nobody's slacking me. Cash. Then I came home. It was like noon. We left at like 8.30. Um, took a shower, ate some lunch. I just woke up from a one-hour nap just now. <laughs> feeling refreshed <laughs> i've been reading my book right. and then i was like oh i have this alumni meeting tonight let me prep a little bit so like right before this i was like typing away like hmm, what are some thoughts i have for this alumni meeting how do i want to make frame it and then we joined the zoom call it's been a packed day uh uh so many questions yeah um did you feel liberated? You know, I didn't feel the same as you described. Like, I didn't want to scream and say like, yes, I'm done. It was more like, I'm finally taking steps to do the thing that I've been saying I wanted to do. Like, that's what it has felt like. Mm -hmm. More so than like, I am free from that previous mm -hmm. role. It had, I mean, I think I also felt free in the last two weeks when mm. everything became transition and then I had no responsibilities anymore. Um, but in the last, like today and how I see the rest of my few months, it, it feels like I'm finally trying to do the thing that I've been wanting to do mm -hmm. in whatever way that's going to look. It, yeah, it didn't feel like yeah, my emotional state is pretty stable. I feel like it hasn't like spiked in like elation, really. Mm -hmm. What's next? Oh yeah, great question. Or are you just gonna roll with it for at least a week? Yeah, I know. I gotta just. I think I'm gonna relax for like a week. I'm not. I will say 
I'm not sure how long I can relax for. Mm-hmm. But I mean, here's what I was thinking is I want to like work on some of my own projects, like make a website and do all these things, you know, just like, yeah. why not? Seems fun. And do some deep introspection, prompt oriented introspection, you know, because yeah, I just want to like understand what I'm looking for in my next role. That's all I can see right now. Read a lot of books. I have like five books here that I'm planning on reading. So holy cow. I'll probably finish that soon. <laughs> I'm nothing else to do. Probably tomorrow. To, to, to my tomorrow I'm done. Um after that, we went to a coffee shop this morning, a bread coffee shop, and I was like, should I be a barista here? It feels like a good, a good situation. <laughs> so you know what? All things are open right now. Everything's an option right now. Um I mean, a few other alternatives just for you to noodle over is maybe just by the time you're 26, you know, get married. Um, <laughs> uh, or, that was not at all. I thought you were gonna be like, you can consider Cobra or like, I've heard like these different no, types of healthcare. Uh, no. <laughs> you know what? Let me tell you something. During this whole experience, I was like, man, should I just marry Rich? <laughs> like, should I just marry Rich? I'm not kidding. It has crossed my mind multiple times. I could just be working on something yeah. on the side and then become a mother. I'm Absolutely. I, I had the same thought. Um, you wanted to become a mother? Uh, no, but more like uh, I follow sports. And so a lot of times like there will be new stories or articles or drama being written about athletes coaches things like that whatnot obviously many of the athletes and coaches in the world they are engaged dating or whatever to like i don't know whether they're like supermodels or they're instagram models or whatever it is it's just that type of person and they're like in pictures together and everything and then if you go to like their as in the 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 significant others Instagram pages or whatnot it's just like them in resorts lounging around all the time you know what I mean yeah yeah and it's like yeah. it made me think like what a life you know like mm-hmm. if I just married an athlete would I would I have this life if I had this life what would I be doing like if I am who I am but I'm like this tall, blonde, voluptuous woman married to an athlete, but I still have like my personality and my brain. Would I enjoy this life of like hanging out in infinity pools all day? Um, Would I- Do you think, yeah, yeah, I have two thoughts because of the two of us, do you think that could happen to me? I could meet an NBA player. I could get married to them. Correct, it would be- definitely less likely for me i would agree well i just the only reason i say that is because a lot of not a lot of women are just getting like a little side piece and marrying them and being their funding it feels like the opposite yeah yeah Yeah, that's all i'm saying i was saying um what was i gonna say oh okay one of the things do you think that your interactions with other people would be not satisfying like because you would have your same brain 
Mm-hmm. And let's just say we transport you to like Bahamas luxury resort mm-hmm. and you're like talking to people, like the people you're surrounded with, this might be an assumption of mine, but like, feels like all of them are just trying to take pictures and right. not talk about maybe anything that you're interested in. Absolutely. Then it could be like a fairly lonely situation. Yeah, absolutely. And let's say you were like, well, I'm actually very intellectually interested in data science. I'm not sure how seriously people would take you because you're like, your reputation precedes you, basically. Correct. I'm because I'm not known as Dion. I'm known as, I don't know, Russell Wilson's fiance. You know what I mean? Or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, they're just like, oh, um, I don't know anything about you except you're engaged to my teammate. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, I, I totally feel you. But I had or that. How would you generate like inherent value in yourself? You know, if you're only Russell Wilson's fiance, then it's like, who are you? <laughs> Shout out Russell Wilson. Um, and with Ryan. that, Russell Wilson is joining us on the call today to talk Ryan. about his fiance. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, seriously. Like, I don't know. I have no idea. Well, I mean. I was talking to a few people who are going to be mothers or are mothers currently about like what, when do they decide to work and be a mom or are they thinking about not working and being a mom? And I feel like even that comes into play of like, what if your identity just gets collapsed to being a mom? Like what mm-hmm. if it's just, I run a really good household. I mean, it's not even just like, that's a very difficult thing to do and very like noble thing to do, but mm-hmm. I think like the prior identity that you might've had of, let's say when I become a mom, like I solved technical problems before and then I became a mom and those feel a little bit mutually exclusive. And so then how do I get out of that? Or like, how do I, I'm only a mom and that's it. Like that feels pretty difficult. And then I think honestly, on top of that is if you want to rejoin the workforce, it's not built for women who are like, new mothers and having to have like odd hours or like babies crying in the background you know that right um yeah i think that to be clear i think we should also say many people pursue that like many people grow up thinking oh yeah i would like my identity to be a great mother right correct i think um yeah, I think the, the problem, though, in society is that it feels like oftentimes that as women who are mothers, you don't have a choice, yeah. that you have to choose to be a mom. Because to your point, if you want to be a mom and a technical API guru, the, the problem is you don't have enough time. Whereas mostly in society, fathers have the choice, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I could further my career or I can be a stay-at-home dad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, I mean, I'm not in that yeah. situation, but it seems. Well, another like- thing, another thing I was thinking about just from observing my family is when it's not only like your own identity gets put in in your mind as like I'm a mother or I'm a father and I stay at home, but it's also that your kids see you as well. I've never seen you work before, so I just see you as my stay-at-home mother or father. And then they're like, bro, I like have had 15 years of career before you, like, and 
like I have fallen prey to that so many times. Like I'll just ask one of my yeah. parents advice rather than the other. Cause I know they are currently working. Whereas the other one right. worked like a long time ago and bought this house and like right. did all of that. And that must be really difficult too. Cause like part of my identity and what, well, this kind of leads to that little blurb that I sent you, but like part of what I see my identity as is largely composed of what I did for work because I got praise from there and I spent so much time there and like it became part of who I was. And so if some part person who was really important to me did not see that in me, it would feel very, very negating. I can imagine right. like, yeah, that would feel really hard. Yeah. Oh, that's so hard. I mean, and even on top of that, it's like if I had kids and they were daughters, I would say, look, I'm going to show you what it looks like to be a woman providing for the house and mm. running this show. Like I, and you'll see how like in heteronormative society, male, female responsibilities can be different. And like, right. that's what you should expect in this world. But then I go into the workforce and it's like difficult and like I'm dying because I have to take care of kids and I also have to go to work or I'm not. And like maybe one falls short or I can do both successfully, which would be ideal, but I think it comes in waves and probably is not that. Yeah, I think like that train of thought can expand even beyond women in the workforce, right? Because Oftentimes in, in families, you have two parents and they kind of play their own roles. Sometimes it's like good cop, bad cop. Sometimes it's like the person you go to for help on uh, homework versus the person that you learn how to drive from, right? And so even in those situations where just because of an individual's ability to manage so many different things, like me and Kathleen will play different roles then 10 years go by, 15 years go by, our kids are teenagers. Do they forget that the other parent can't even do those things? And then yeah. like, how, you know what I mean? Oh, for sure. That's interesting. Yeah. That's so interesting. Like, I guess for efficiency sake, we divide and conquer, but from like right. a human perspective, it's like, I could probably teach you how to drive your car and teach you how to do your math homework and like cook for the, like, I can do all these three things, but I mm -hmm. don't have time to do all three of them. And I'm tired. So like, go right. ask them for this thing. And because you asked them for that thing last time, ask them again, because they have more context on like what you learned in your driving class last time or whatever. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's super interesting. Well, so something else that I was talking to someone and as I was leaving, and they said that Basically, they have reached a point in their career where their work doesn't provide them identity confirmation or negation anymore. And so they're just working. And if they do poorly, they do poorly. If they do well, they do well. Uh, but really, it's just like getting a paycheck out of this. And I'm not harming a lot of folks from doing this. And I was like, I don't think that's how I view my like career currently. I think I think about it very much intrinsically tied to my identity maybe less so in my last career because I was not like tied to the value system or like not tied to the impact but it's not really how I imagine my next move to be right. you know? my next move I think it might be a little bit more tied to my identity because hopefully it's in a field that I'm passionate about and I think she was saying like after I had kids it was like this is just a job like there's no right. reason that it should tell me if I'm a good or bad person 
or good or bad at this thing. Like I'm getting that from way all these other places. I don't need it. Right. So how do you feel about that in your stage of your career? I completely agree. I, but I would say like for different reasons, obviously I don't have a kid, so there's that, but it's also like, I never felt like work was my identity or defined who I was. Um, the way I view it though, is work does define how I'm living my life simply because of the fact that it is so much time, right? It's a third if you're working eight hours a day, it is a third of your life. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of ways, it's like one half of your waking hours. So I don't know if I could view work as like, oh, it's just a paycheck. And I don't care if I do good or bad. I don't care if I'm, you know what I mean? Only because how can I be okay being mediocre eight hours of every day? You know, it, it's just, it's boring. Well, okay, I'll counter you because I encountered someone like this at our previous job a company where they like came in and stayed for like a year and a half, effed everything up and then left and got a promotion at the new company, stayed there for a year and then left again and went to another company. Right. And... I was reflecting on this person and I was like, either they're like just deeply, or I think they're just like, don't really care if they do well or not in their role. You know, mm -hmm. they're just there because I'm not sure why, like they are making good money or they can get a promotion somewhere else. But whereas I think it would affect my quality of life a lot if I was doing poorly at my job, because I think, yeah, my identity, I think I want to excel at what I'm doing. And I feel really bad for other people if I'm right. messing everything up and then they have to fix everything late and like it's causing strife for them. And I think that's like a strategy for some people. I think some people just hop around like that and stay for a year and like do some things good, something not so good and make cash and then leave and go somewhere else, do something good, something's not so good. And then that's it. Like just hopping around from place to place. And that I think it was pretty wild to me. I, I also was like, I could, I would feel pretty weird being not that, like not even trying to do my best at something. Right. Oh yeah. So do you think if you were in a job that you did poorly in, how would you feel? Uh, so this is like so weird, right? Because I, I don't think that would ever happen. Why? I just feel like in the corporate world the only really the only real way to do poorly at your job is to just not try and as long as you try you're gonna do an okay enough job you know to keep good relationships and keep things going i, I don't maybe i'm just thinking about this strongly but I don't even, I can't even imagine a world where I do poorly at a job. It's well, like, it's not happen. even a, it's just not even a, 
a realistic, like, even if you threw me in right now and I was some backend network administrator, right? The most obscure of obscure tech jobs. And I needed to learn all this network admin IT jargon, right? All these weird engineering code words. Yeah. And figure out how they work. I'd be pretty piss poor at it, but I would give it my all. And I think if I gave it my all, you know, like it would show throughout time. It might be like, Dion doesn't know anything about networks. And at Correct. like a technical function, he's bad, but he's really trying. Like he's try- he's scheduling time to talk through it like every day or is doing his own reading, whatever. And so I guess that outcome would be you try for six months, you're still in the same, same ish spot and maybe you'll get better. Is it like, you're not a good fit for this? Is that us saying you're trying really hard, but you're bad at this function? Hmm. Because you were trying, you know, but yeah. you may not be able to get good at it for a yeah, while. Yeah, you know what? You're, t- you're completely right. I reversed <laughs> my entire position. I th- actually just thought of something that I would be really poor at. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you brought up a really good point around just the good fit. For me, it would be around anything like a creative function. So, for example, like UI, UX design. Mm-hmm. I, I could read as many books as I want and watch YouTube videos and crap, I just wouldn't be good at it. I'm, <clears throat> so I'm building out this site, right? My AMT site. Um, and I finally got an approval to be an affiliate partner, which means like you can promote products or whatever. Um, and then you get like a cut of it. Um, for me, I'm basically just only directing people after they read my articles to file their alternative minimum tax for free through credit karma tax, because that's what I use. And it's great and it's intuitive and it's completely free. Um, I don't know how to copyright. I don't know how to make ads enticing. I don't know how to structure my webpage so that it like incentivizes the reader to keep reading and then click through or do some sort of conversion. Like I just don't. And I just don't have that brain. It's impossible for me. So Mm. I guess the ultimate answer to your question would be like, if I ever found myself in that position, I would probably just quit. You would quit. Because I would feel so bad, like a burden onto my team, unproductive, like the list goes on. I feel all these things and it's just like, it'd be better to be somewhere else. Mm. But I certainly wouldn't dwell in it for like a year and a half switch to another role and be senior network yeah yeah, yeah, exactly exactly. yeah 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 i hear you i hear you yeah um wait so i want to read these the little snippet of things that i sent you because i I feel like it's interesting to capture at different ages of our lives um so for the viewer or listeners (laughs) are we a youtube channel um i'm reading this book called elderhood by louise aronson And it basically talks about the last third of your life and how we should treat it as first medically a viable time of our life where we should be using resources intelligently and not just writing off old people as you're just old people and let's overprescribe you. But then also that when you're older, like historically, older people have been put in powers of position and have been 
tied to wisdom. Whereas now we have way more negative connotations with older people of being like kind of, you know, aloof or maybe dependent on their families more so than they are independent. Um, And she's trying to like reverse this relationship and see like how much of it is coupled with wisdom and kind of relief from some responsibilities. So she has this whole passage about like what midlife feels like and what it felt like for her. And I want to read it. And then I want us to reflect on how we feel about each of these items um, respectively. Okay, here we go. Uh, Solid sense of who I am and how I want to spend my time. Decreased volume of the sorts of ambitions easily confused with the hollow vanity of social recognition. Greater time and generosity for others. Confidence to stick to my convictions. Exciting new goals and profound sense of life satisfaction. Um, so again, she is framing this as when she reached midlife and going into her last third of life, this is how she felt about herself. Whereas in her 20s, she felt pretty like I'm trying to prove myself to other people and like kind of the converse of a lot of these things. Like, I don't know what my convic- convictions are and should I stick with them? And do I have time to help other people out? Those kinds of things. Um so how does that resonate with you? Mostly because I think you have characterized yourself as an old soul. And so <sighs> if we're talking about elders, <laughs> right. might be correlated to what you feel. But also, yeah, just generally, how do you feel about, I mean, I think the resounding sentiment she has is like some sort of solidity and identity, you know? Like this no. is who I am and I feel confident in that. And I don't need to prove it to anybody else. And I know what I'm trying to do or I'm confident in like what I'm trying. How do you feel? Um, I mean, all the things that you read off make complete sense. And I think maybe everything except for the generosity of time, I think all those are almost like a given. Like they will happen throughout time. Um, Being more generous with your time and giving to friends and families and strangers, I think that is like a conscious act that you'll have to push yourself to do. Um, I guess the only problem I would have is it kind of gives this gives this sense of like you need to know your identity like let's say you know by the time we're 50 if we don't have a good sense of who we are our value system and what we believe in then we're behind or then you haven't done enough xyz in the past and I guess I would just like amend that statement to say like have a good sense of who I am at this time but also know that it'll change it has changed and it will continue to change in the Mm -hmm. future so like like, don't comfort in the change yeah yeah don't like root yourself so much and like this is who I'm 50 years old this is who I am because this is what I've done and as a result you know I might say no to certain things and opportunities in when I'm 60 because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, but that's not, I don't do that because that's not who I am, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you feel any of these pieces now? But yeah, I feel a ton of them. Yeah? Which ones? <laughs> yeah. Um, especially around like the who I am, what my self-identity is and what I stand for. Those are things that I probably stood for 
like uh, for a good portion of my life, but I just never actually realized. But I also understand they will, they, there, there will be things that will change throughout time. Like a perfect example is like me, you know, caring about what Kathleen would describe as the J word, justice, <laughs> and standing up for justice and what's right and wrong. And if you see something, you know, like doing, making a fuss about it or like calling it out. I can see as I get older, <clears throat> especially when I have kids, you know, I want to strike a balance between showing them to stand up for what they believe in, but then also being able to let things go and just not bother me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. What about you? I think, I think I have, always felt fairly confident in who I am in that I think I feel confident in my ability to like work through things or figure something out or survive some sort of difficult situation and but I do think there's parts of it where I can get confused of like especially in this scenario right like of my career right now where I hear a lot of like a little bit more external than my nuclear family and close friends, but folks saying like, why would you leave something stable or why would you reject this like stable entity? And I, my answer is like, I think this is where my passion lies, but that's, I see my mind going back and forth, like trying to get comfort versus trying to try something new. Um, And I think that type of like, sitting in that uncertainty is new for me and I'm hoping through this experience I will have confidence in that in myself in the future but I know to this day that I don't have it yet like I think I can do it and I'm optimistic but I have not seen myself do it yet before whereas in other areas of my life not that I've seen everything in life but I feel like I think I can like I feel confident in myself and I feel that whatever kind of hurdle that there might be, either I have a support system that can support me through it or like I'll be able to figure it out. And I will say like my friend and I have talked about this a lot. When we think through these like burdens that we have in our life or like difficult periods, um, she's like one of my closest friends. And we've talked about like, when do we deal with these things by ourselves? And when do we say like, I need support? And I think we in college over-indexed on like, I'm going to tell you everything that's going on in my life right now. So you can just be a second brain for me. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, there's like this, there's a balance, like things that I figure out by myself versus things that I seek other people to help me with. Mm-hmm. But I still like strongly, strongly believe that like community creates who you are and like the people who you have as support systems in your life in whatever way you need support, like make you who you are. And I feel like that's a really strong investment that it's good to have early on in our life. And it gives me a lot of confidence in who I am in the future, because I know these people have my back and like these people can support me when sometimes I may not feel like I can support myself. Um, yeah, but I, I will, yeah, I think the external trappings thing of like having whatever, some title, especially when I'm like, I know I could have done that, but I chose not to like just feeling confident in that choice, that those are correct choices. Um, Yeah. 
I, I feel like that's also why some people might feel like I am older than I am. I don't know. Why do you think that? Why do you, do you feel that way that I am older than I am? Um, yes, but I think it's simply just due to the types of conversations you have and like what you choose to talk about is, is the only difference. And maybe, maybe that's kind of what, um, I forgot the author of the book. Um, Louise Aronson. Louise Aronson is talking about where these sorts of conversations that we're having right now, like aren't honestly things that you just normally have with your friends for the vast majority of people. Um, and it seems to be like a thing you talk about as you get older. And I think because of your interest in exploring relationships and building communities and getting to know people, because you talk about these things more than maybe the common 25 year old or whatever, right? Um, that's what gives you, that's what other, that's why other people see you as older than you are. Mm. I mean, I forget all the time, like when, earlier when you were saying how, because next year you're gonna be off your parents' health insurance. I was like, what? Yeah. So, yeah 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 I forget too although I always think of myself as like 22 or 23 mm, that's good yeah I'm young at hot yeah yeah I'm interested to see how week over week I'm feeling like next week when we talk will I be like I applied for like 50 jobs <laughs> I can't sit like mm. this anymore or actually no, no no let's throw an intention out there Let's throw some intention out there of like what I want to do in this next week. I feel like a yeah. week is a good time frame. Absolutely. I think I think I want to have one day where I introspected and I will talk to you about it in their next in our next uh, chat. And maybe that's it. Okay. Maybe some time in nature. Yeah. No concrete anything real. Yeah, I think um especially during COVID when most people would be taking like a one or two week break and traveling, right? Um, when you're kind of stuck, it can start to feel very like, what am I doing? And so one thing that helps a lot is just setting like a week long goal or something. For me, I mean, I was ecstatic no matter what to be changing jobs, but the goal I had was like, I'm going to build my home gym. And literally every day I was just working on it. Yeah. Spending a couple hours here or there. And then doing, you know, whatever the heck I want the rest of the time. But because I was able to have that progress every day. Yeah. It felt like, good. wow, this was it. And it was an incredible week off. I yeah. felt like I did so much, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I yeah. love that. Yeah. The other thing I want to do, maybe in that day of introspection, is decide on what projects I want to work on. I feel like that'll be helpful because right now I'm just like, these are some things I think I want and that's too big. Like I need to pick one and try starting. Um, one recommendation, actually, this is like what I found when I was doing my New Year's resolutions is instead of picking which projects you want to do, what I've done this year instead is I just listed out everything I'm remotely interested in. And then when I feel like I have a lot of enthusiasm behind something, let's say writing a book, 
I'll just spend time writing the book. And then when that fizzles out, I'll probably want to do something else a lot more. And then I can pick the other thing up. Mm. So this way it feels like I can constantly keep myself engaged and feel like I'm working towards something as opposed to saying, I'm doing these two or three high priority things. And then the time that I don't spend on it, you feel guilt or regret yeah. or whatever. Or like when you don't want to be doing it, it's like, what? This is the only project right. I'm working on. Yeah, yeah, I, right, exactly. I hear that. All right, dude. Catch you later. Oh, enjoy. I will. I will enjoy. Do it. Oh my God. See ya. Bye. Bye. If you liked what you heard, send us an email at inlifepod at gmail.com for a question you'd like us to discuss. Thanks for listening.